0: Hello lovely listeners, Ember Due here to let you know that this episode is kindly sponsored by Le Faire Rouge Intimates on Etsy. They make all sorts of underwear and lingerie, ranging from the geeky to the salacious, or better yet, both. Be sure to check them out and make sure to keep an eye out for the new line of gaffs to service the trans community. I'm particularly looking forward to the diced ones. Now, without further ado... Hi, Ned here with a brief commercial break.
1: Have you heard about the Fast Times Patreon? It's the place on the ChrisNet where you can support all of our adventures. Antics. And thievery. Hey, we don't steal. Right? Right.
2: (laughs) And anyway, uh, you can get early access. Uh, Plus, there's all sorts of other content on there, like character sheets and text between all of us and, and more. I, I, I even hear that you can get a personalized shout out during the show.
3: Yeah, stop by in between searching for where the third sword goes. I'm still looking.
4: So run off to patreon.com slash fasttimesdnd. That's patreon.com slash fasttimesd, the letter N, D.
0: I hope we see you all there. Okay, no, but really, where does the third sword go? Welcome to Fast Times at DD. High. we're little guys. Become big problems. I'm your host, Persephone, joined by our players. Nuance. Hi, I play Surrey,
1: and yeah, big problem. Ren.
2: Hi, I play Cecil, and again, uncomfortable.
3: Elise. Hi, I'm Elise, and I play Hudson.
0: Caro
4: hi i'm caro and i play ollie
0: Well, let's get started shall we <laughs> i gotta go
1: that got real sexy <laughs> last time on fast times it was really scary ricky scouted out the side cavern and we all rushed in to find grange buster and matilda dangling poor ned over the edge of the cliff Hudson demanded that they put him down, and Ollie created an illusion of a big bat to try to scare them away from the edge. And it probably would have worked, except Ned saw it first, and kicked and flailed so hard that Buster Buster dropped him. Ollie jumped after him almost immediately, and so did Hudson. Hudson was so upset that I think he forgot that gravity existed, and was suddenly able to fly. But in the end, neither of them were able to save him, and Ned just kept falling. Except that same weird magic thing happened to Ned again, only instead of a hundred magic missiles in the classroom, he turned into a grown man. You'd think that would be enough to let us know that he wasn't the right Ned, but I wasn't thinking. And then I got charmed and turned against my friends. Called Ollie a jerk. I hope Ollie knows that I'm really sorry. Cecil saved us, though. In the fight, they threw a magic rock and it slammed right into Ned's temple. I finished him off with a slap and then he kind of exploded in bright light or something. All I really know is I got knocked off the edge of the cliff and then the cliff itself started falling apart. Hudson tried to catch me but he ended up getting hit by one of the boulders that were falling. And the last thing that I remember seeing was Ollie and Cecil on a slab and they were falling too. I don't know how we're gonna get out of this. I hope someone tells my parents that I'm sorry. Guess I was a disappointment right up to the end, huh?
0: When we last saw our heroes, they were tumbling down to the bottom of a cliff. Ollie and Cecil atop a slab of stone that separated from the cliff itself, Suracissa thrown through the air and tossed down to the bottom. Hudson. crushed by a boulder in midair, and now tumbling towards the ground. What is going through each of your heads right now, in the moments before everything went black?
1: So, Suri got knocked backwards by this giant burst of energy, and For a minute, she doesn't even know what's happening. It's just a bright flash of red, and her feet leave the rock. And then there's just nothing. She wants to scream. She almost tries, but it's like her voice has been snatched away. And so she's hurtling backwards through the air, a single hand up, like she could almost reach to her friends. Except she can't, and she knows it. And so... She closes her eyes, folds her hands back together, and just begins. Here I am, so weak and small, my future.
4: Is not yet submitted to the idea that they are falling or that they are going to die or that he can't, through sheer force of will, somehow fix the situation. But his first and main concern right now is that Cecil is right in front of him and looks scared and he takes hold of Cecil's hand and just squeezes it and says it's gonna be okay. You
0: reach out for Cecil's hand and what is going through your mind now? Cecil.
5: Oh well.
2: There's there's a lot of things. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, really, is that that whole thought that you know parties definitely are absolutely a bad idea. And but but really, the the next most pressing thought is that. Yet again, we've found ourselves in a situation where everyone else proved that they were just way better at being assertive in a situation and fighting, and Cecil was just useless. And Ollie was so brave. Oh, that's Ollie's hand.
1: Um.
3: Yeah. As Hudson gets knocked back, uh, the last thing he really sees, aside from the the side of the cliff off in the distance his friends um is Suri also flying off in another direction um and he tries while he's still in the middle of his like flying rage to reach out to her and get to her uh, but the rocks are falling and he's torn between like dodging the rocks and trying to find Suri um and in his distraction gets hit in the chest with a rock um and makes one last reach out to see if he can grab her uh, and grabs nothing.
0: All of these thoughts inside each and every one of your heads, twirling around in the space between you the ties that bind you as friends. your worries, your fears, facing certain death. And then everything goes blank. And silence, rich and deep, grasps you in its claws.
5: I want each one of you to select a d four roll it and tell me what that number is Surrey three ollie two Cecil, one Hudson, two The first to awake
0: are Ollie and Hudson. You feel the hard bite of the ground against your back, your neck, your shoulders. Your mind feels fuzzy, soft around the edges. Your vision is slow to clear. It's blurry at first as you open your eyes. But then it does. And what both of you see as you look up and up and up is a clear blue pool of water. It shimmers with opalescent light, ripples thrum out from the center, moving towards the edge. And beyond it, you see tall cliffs wavering in the image of the water. Around you, turning your stiff necks to the left and right, you see crystals, blue and sparkling, line the walls of the cliff. beneath you in the gravel are flecks of the same crystal. Will both of you roll an arcana check? I
3: have a ten total. I rolled a nat twenty.
0: Yes! Ollie, you're still too fuzzy to up on really anything. You don't even know if what you're seeing is real. Oh. Hudson, you're a bit more clear. You recognize this crystal. It's impossible not to. It's been in your textbooks over and over for ages. This is Arcanium. The magic fuel of the world.
3: What our phones are made out of?
0: What your phones, what your cars, everything. It's what Stabilizes and creates portals. It's the fuel for magic itself. You know that clusters of this are refined and turned into what you know as crystals. You also know that seeing this much in one place, where it gathers on the walls, flux of it in the ground, is rare. And if it's not already a place that is mined, it's nigh impossible to think that no one would have found it anywhere near Cadence. If you look at your bodies, if you look down, you feel stiff, but you're not injured. You're not bleeding. You have no broken bones. You're otherwise whole and healthy uh, uh,
3: are we dead uh, I don't know
4: Ollie, Ollie sits upright and looks around for Cecil and Surrey.
0: they're not there
3: Hudson uh. sets up and does the pat down uh, and realizes his shirt is damaged again somehow it's like, oh, not another one Mate, we've got bigger problems than your shirt. Oh, wait. Where is everybody? I think we're dead. Are we dead? Uh, I don't know. Why are you here if I'm dead? I don't know. Why are you here if I'm dead? This is not my heaven. Huh. Maybe it's mine. Oh, shit, I'm in hell! Fuck. Oh, no, I'm trapped with you? For eternity? What? i thought we were friends
4: yeah we're friends i'm not jealous of you or anything like that
3: why would you be ollie you're yeah. so cool
4: yeah definitely uh all right w- w- maybe we're not dead um we gotta try to figure how to get out of here
3: hang on give me a sec hudson moves his hand and tries to go through the ground or any other solid object near him all right, well, I'm not a ghost, so... Oh, God. I think we're alive. All right.
0: Uh... Roll perception. You're actually a ghost, Hudson. Congratulations. <laughs> Is being good, dead
1: good for Hudson?
0: No, 12? I am not
3: a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a tw-
0: I have a 12. About 10 feet away, there's a hole in the wall a break in between the crystals wide enough for two people to walk where's
4: uh
3: Ricky hey can you Ricky Ricky
0: no response
3: shit
4: uh, Hudson there's a crack in the the crystals over there we
3: could I was gonna see if I could get Ricky have you seen Ricky I haven't seen him no also, isn't it wild that there's all these crystals here? Yeah, it is. It's a lot of crystals. Could make so many foams.
4: How valuable are crystals like this?
0: <laughs> you failed your check, so you have no idea.
2: Okay. Um. Hudson goes to check out the the crack.
0: You look into the opening in the wall. And beyond it, you see that it leads to another cavern, much larger. The ceiling above you, which is hundreds of feet tall, is filled with clusters of these crystals that glow with this light that moves in and out and casts a blue sheen across the ground in front of you.
3: Um, I pat my pockets. Do I have my phone on me? Or is it
0: gone? Roll a luck check. Ten or higher, I'll say you have it. (laughs) Two. Your phone is gone.
3: Phone's gone. Um. it's just another cavern over here. It's even bigger. It's got even more of these crystals. This is wild! Maybe we're, like, in an old mine or something.
4: Yeah, that was... Oh, wait a minute. What was it that that voice said? What voice? Remember the voice. No, that that was the whole point why we came here. I I
3: guess we succeeded. Uh. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Hang on, let's check out this big cavern.
0: All right, let's go. You go to check out the cavern. While we switch pages a bit. Cecil. You start to come to. And the first thing you notice is a feeling of dampness, wet, clinging to your clothes, like there's too much humidity or you've been sweating for a long time. And as you open your eyes, blurry at first, you see... That you are sitting next to a smooth pool of what looks like water. Above you, you see the same eerie body of water that's floating in midair, above which you can see the cliff face. But right next to you, there is water too. Except it has a strange sheen to it. You look at your body. You test the feel of your arms, your legs. You're not injured. Roll an arcana check.
2: Did my glasses stay on my face?
0: Roll a luck check first.
2: Okay, well, the arcana check was a 19. Luck check is a 3.
0: You do not have your glasses. However, you squint at this pool next to you, and then you squint at the ceiling with a 19 arcana check. You don't know what is going on up above you, but you know that next to you is not water. It's a pool of liquid mana. A vein of it. The kind that... Well you hear about in storybooks whereas crystals are the main fuel of magic there are other sources too there are other ways it can be used and other ways it can appear what you see next to you, this liquid that doesn't waver, doesn't move is incredibly volatile magic You can consider it in our world like a less ambiently damaging liquid uranium. Ollie No response.
2: Does a uh, does my sound of my voice like echo? Yes. I'm kind of sit up a little straighter and around and and try to see if there's any other like if there's any other shapes of humanoids on the ground,
0: please roll a perception check with disadvantage
2: fourteen
0: you squint out into the darkness and you can make out some shapes, but they're not humanoid. They're stalactites, stalagmites, you're not really sure what the difference... Actually, you would know which one is which. They're the ones from the ground.
4: Stalagmites. Thank you.
0: You squint out into the darkness, and you see some shapes, but they're not humanoid. And after really racking your brain, you realize there's stalagmites rising from the ground. Just beyond them, deeper into the darkness, you can just make out a bit of glowing blue light beyond.
2: Cecil will scramble, attempt to to scramble to their feet after giving a, a bit of a cursory sort of pat around the ground for glasses.
0: Well, investigation. With disadvantage because you can't see.
2: I did this to myself. Four.
0: With a four... You start to look at the ground, and you take a step, and you hear a crunch.
2: Cecil sighs, and then reaches down and grabs the, uh,
0: the frames. Your frames have been shattered.
2: And pockets. Some of the bits.
1: Are the
0: lenses okay? Cecil can't tell. It's too dark.
2: I don't want to cut myself, so... I'll we'll just grab the, the crumpled frames and stick them in one of my vest pockets. Oh wait, I don't have my vest now. Um, stick them in one of my pockets. Hudson
0: No response. Sorry. No response.
2: Audible gulp and start walking towards the, the blue light but kind of putting their hands in front of them so they don't smash into any of the stalagmites because their depth perception is not real good right now
0: you start to wander towards the blue light and again we shift to Sir Asissa you start to awaken you feel your muscles ache meat of your legs is tender
5: and you start to open your eyes and look around and then up and up and up. In front of you, you see
0: two tall white doors made of marble instead of black or gold veins running through it there is magical crystal shimmering blue in and out and the lines all twist through the stone running down to the doorknob in front of it surrounding the door are arcane crystals and craggy stone with the same blue light. When you look up past the doors, you see a craggy ceiling with clusters of crystal above you. Hundreds of feet high. And you are alone. Your dress is torn. Your knees are scuffed. But you're not injured. What do you do?
1: Hello? Ollie? Cecil? Hudson? Anybody? Um... So... Suri will, will stand up, kind of look around. Um, can I roll investigation or arcane or anything to try to figure out, like, because there are big doors. Roll an
0: arcana check. 18. You know that these magical crystals, you get about the same information as Hudson did, uh, that these are raw magical crystals, very rare. The door itself, to weave these threads of crystal through the stone is incredibly powerful geomancy. It's something that you wouldn't think of seeing. It's not something that would have crossed your mind, but you know it's incredibly powerful. You may not be that well versed in the arcane arts, no matter how you pretend, but you know that. and. As you look closer, you see that in the center of these doors, there's a slight impression. And you squint at it, and you realize that there's some sort of faded indentation. You can't really tell what it is.
1: Well... The first thing Suri is going to do is actually take her shoes off because they're high heels and Suri wasn't doing so well with those in the non-cavern scenario. Is there a part of the wall that doesn't have crystals in it?
0: Behind you. You look behind you and you're in a massive cavern.
1: Oh, wow. Um, uh, She's just going to go to one section of floor or wall that just doesn't have any crystals because... She doesn't want to break a crystal but she does want to bang the heel of her heels against the floor until they. she knocks the heels off so then she just has flats It's not good for the shoe but better than barefoot
0: That is fundamentally not how heels work but anyway You bash the heel off of your shoes and have makeshift flats now
1: I mean there's probably a hole in the back but you know again, Suri doesn't really get how keels work, Uh, puts them back on and approaches the door Um, the first thing she's going to do is just kind of lay a careful hand on the door um, palm flat uh, probably still whispering prayers like, oh this might hurt, please don't let this hurt Mamahu, if you're around, please just help and just kind of touch the door
0: you touch the door and a crack of electricity travels up your arm up into your head down to the soles of your feet you see the veins of crystal through the door start to glow white and shimmer and that indentation in the center of the door starts to light up and forms the shape of a crystal in white light a beam cuts down through the center of the door, from the top to the bottom, and into the ground. And the doors with a groan of moving stone start to open.
1: So unless Suri is like is unable to move, as soon as like the glowing happens, she's going to kind of dart to the side because the last time a bright light shone she got flung off a cliff <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> and is but once the doors start opening she's going to kind of shuffle forward a little bit first and again peer through um, kind of looking through the light trying to see if she can see anything through, uh,
0: through the doors we'll pause there Hudson Ollie Cecil Please roll perception checks. Ollie.
4: Nine.
3: Cecil, six.: Hudson. Nat 20. Yes.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ollie and Cecil, you hear something like rocks being smashed together, but you have no idea where it's coming from. Hudson, you, on the other hand, can tell the direction that's coming from. You walked into this cavern with Ollie in tow and you hear this groan of stone on stone and you see a beam of light that cuts through the room and look in that direction and see white doors about a hundred feet away
3: hudson's adorable pointy little ears are twitching in the dark um and he stops he puts a hand out uh like just against ollie he goes Hang on a second. Do you hear that? Uh, I hear something. Twitch, twitch. Oh, we should in that direction. I think there's something over there.
4: Alright. Uh, can you stop touching my chest?
3: Oh, sorry. Um, and they make their way over towards the light.
0: Cecil, you heard this, but you have no idea where it's coming from and you have very limited eyesight right now. You sort of stumble with your hands out in front of you, down the path, wherever you are. Please give me another perception check.
2: 17.
0: The 17. You walk out not knowing where you are, not knowing what you're seeing. Your hands brush This shiny substance, this blue cool stone, and it starts to light up underneath your fingers. And that light travels down into the ground, bright enough for you to see, and traces along the earth, moving forward. Across the ground, in a trail that you can see and follow.
2: Guess Cecil will, will follow. A little hesitantly.
0: You follow this pathway of light. Hudson, you pull Ollie along towards a door. And Suricissa, you peer into the doorway. You see a shimmering portal, just a handspan away, reaching up and up and into the rafters far above you. Through it, you can see a temple, water, and white stone. The light beyond the portal spills from it, casting a glow on the ground and stones around you.
1: Mamahu? And with the hope that she is correct and this has just been kind of maybe like a waiting room before she's taken into the bosom of her goddess or whatever happens after death Suri is going to step forward through the the portal
0: Hudson and Ali, you get close enough that you can see this large portal through these doors and you watch Sir Sissa go through
3: <gasps> Suri! Suri!
0: No response.
3: All right, well, we gotta get there.
4: Wait, wait, if, if Sorry was down here, that means that Cecil and Monette must be down here too.
3: Well, Maybe they're in the room already. Uh, we should split up. I'll, I'll try to find them. I don't think that's a good idea, buddy. Neither of us knows where we are.
4: Well, we can't just let Surrey
3: go off alone. Let's check the room, and if the other guys aren't in there, then we can keep looking. How about that? Okay, all right. I don't want to lose you too, Ollie. Right,
4: uh...
5: Roll... Perception.
4: I have a dirty 20. I have a 10.
0: So Hudson, you used all your uh, good intuition up.
1: (laughs) This just feels so much more normal, I feel better.
0: (laughs) Ollie, just as you're about to turn and look for the others... You see that there is a pathway of blue glowing stones that shimmers underneath your feet. Cecil, please roll a dexterity saving throw not to walk into Ollie. Twelve. You walk into Ollie. Uh,
3: ah, Cecil! Cecil!
4: Ollie, Ollie throws his arms around Cecil. Oh my god, I'm so glad you're okay. And then realizes he's... Hugging Cecil and then let's go. Too late. Hudson is hugging the
3: both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, are, are you okay? Mostly. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. We just saw Suri go through that uh, thing. And then- Portal, maybe? Ollie's worried that Monette's down here still, but I don't know where we would start looking for her. Uh...
2: Cecil squints in the general direction of where you point. Uh, what's your glasses, mate? I'll pull out the crumpled glasses frames bits. Uh shite.
3: Sorry
5: about that. Bad luck.
3: I might have a pair of sunglasses if you want to borrow those. Oh wait, does anyone have their phone? We could uh, uh
4: use the, the, the lights on them and maybe look for Monette.
3: Manette.
0: No response. Roll a luck check, Ollie and Cecil, not Hudson, because we already determined you don't have your cell phone. to see if you have your cell phones.
4: Alright, I have a 17. 12.
0: You both do have your cell phones.
4: Alright. Pull out my Kriz and try to flick on the flashlight.
0: You try to turn it on. And the screen works for a second and then goes completely berserk, yeah. twitchy, and then fuzzy.
3: I wonder if it's not working because we're in like a crystal cavern with all these other crystals in it. We, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's, what's crazy. Ollie looks, Ollie looks like he just won the fucking lottery.
0: <laughs> Light dawns over Ollie's head.
3: What's weirder, this cavern or the fact that Hudson knew something Ollie didn't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ollie's so excited about being in the middle of a money cavern that he doesn't, it doesn't even like sink in that Hudson knew something
0: and he had not figured it out yet. Later. Later. Ollie, can you please roll an insight check for me?
4: Uh, That's a 10.
0: With a 10, you start to think. The conundrum presents itself to you. Which is more important, finding Minette, who may or may not be down here? Or finding Suri after she walked through an unknown portal and you Uh, don't know what's beyond there? uh, Decide, Ollie. Fuck. Uh,
4: Shit, shit. Um,
3: uh, Ollie takes out a coin. And flips it.
1: Well, okay. Ollie's got a girl problem.
3: Huh. Uh, Suri Ollie's... will
1: remember this. Sorry, <laughs> not
0: here! Well, which side is which? Okay. Suri is obviously heads.
3: Alright,
4: on a three or four, we go after Suri. On a one or two, we go after Monette. Ollie throws the coin up in the air, and before he even catches it, he's like, we gotta go after Suri.
0: The portal looms in front of you. What do you do?
4: Walk over towards the portal. Uh, we got- uh, You already? Yeah, buddy. I... You're sure sorry you went in there? Positive. Yeah, we saw. Alright. Here we go. Uh... Maybe we should, um, hold hands so we don't lose each other, just in case. Aw, of course, little buddy. (laughs) I'm not little! I'm not little! Hudson grabs. I take Hudson's (laughs) hand. Squeeze it extra hard. I'm not little. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm shorter. Reach out for Cecil's hand.
0: You gather your companion's hands, and together you walk through the portal. what I'm about to describe is what Suri sees first minutes before the rest of you. Surisissa, the portal settles around you as if sinking to a warm bath and then stretches out and bursts in a bubble when you walk out the other side. In front of you is a temple Lit by the light of the sun above. Blue skies in a small circle above you, around which are tall, stony cliffs. Where you're standing is covered in low lying grass, and beyond that, there's sand on the shores of a lake. At the center of the lake, you see a temple. It is round with tall white columns and you see that there are statues in there but you can't quite make out what they are as you unconsciously take a step forward to check out the lake stones rise one by one from the water in front of you leading to the temple and that is when the others walk through
1: so you all see Suri kind of looking up moderately confused at the sky because she's pretty sure if this was for Mamahu it should be dark because the moon would be up Um, I don't think I hear any of you enter because it's a pretty silent portal so just looking up in confusion in the sky and then taking one step forward onto uh, one of the stones that has arisen in the water
3: Sorry! 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 You guys! You're here!
1: Oh, oh, you're okay! She spins around and starts running towards, towards the three of you. Arms open for hugs. <laughs> Gonna be hugs. Um, so yeah, as soon as, the, like, she's going to be heading for the three of you just to wrap her arms around... Whoever she gets first, I don't even know. There's three of you. She's just running like. Pro- At this point, she has probably begun crying. There are definitely tears floating up behind her. Very a la, very anime. Oh, I was. I thought all of you. I didn't know. I thought I was dead.
3: No, you're definitely not dead because ghosts can't hug because we'd go through each other.
1: Sorry, doesn't pat, even pat, pause. Pat, pat, pat. There's just, she's got her arms, I guess, around Hudson, and is just like clinging and trying to grab everybody in for a giant hug. Just, sorry, Cecil, there is hugs happening.
4: Ollie looks like really confused about what to do. He had initially gone like he was going to hug Suri and then saw Hudson hugging Suri, and then he like drops his arms to his side and kind of awkwardly looks at Cecil and then like looks back at hugging everyone and takes a takes a
1: teeny half step back at that point Suri's arm reaches out probably grabs you by the front of of your shirt there Ollie and drags you in because she I'm serious about her trying to hug everybody like no she will probably be nicer to Cecil because Cecil is a tiny bean That's small! <laughs> Not inside! <laughs> no, no. Cecil has a very large projection of mm, maybe don't touch.
2: Yeah, Cecil will...
0: Nuance, I have a question. Yep. How aware is Surrey of how damaged her dress is?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she was focused on making sure she could walk with her shoes and then, like, you know going into the the creepy doors followed by her goddess's portal. She doesn't know what she looks... She's lucky she
0: remembers she's wearing, like, a party dress and not her regular clothes. Ollie, I'll leave it to your imagination, but there is a little bit more skin showing than there was before.
4: Uh, uh, mm, uh, uh, what happened to your shoes? Uh, (laughs) Ollie takes his vest (laughs) off and
1: hands it to Suri. What? My shoes? She's like looking at the vest, like shoes. Vest, that's not. I I broke. All staring at Suri's feet. I broke them, oh, okay, because I didn't want to walk on on heels because I'm not very good. Cecil, it's so good to see you too, Cecil. Oh. it's like a pat, pat. She's got her hands on people's faces and just like, I woke up and I was alone. And did you all wake up together?
4: no no uh just me and Hudson but we found Cecil
1: I thought I thought I cause the whole way down I just told I told Mamahu that it was okay if just if I so long as you were all and then I showed up here and I thought that was her temple and I thought it was but it it was gonna be okay because I thought you were okay but no I guess we're all okay are we okay?
0: As you ask that, everyone, please roll perception.
1: 11.
3: 12. Not 20. Not 20. <laughs> what? what is 20? this? I can't do anything in a fight. Hansen's just like, I'm on it. What's going on, guys?
0: Okay, so... <laughs> Suri and Ollie, you don't notice anything. Oh,
2: wait. I didn't roll a disadvantage. 13.
0: Okay. Oh, that's sad. You don't notice this either. Hudson, on the other hand.
3: What do my adorable pointy elf ears pick up?
0: Not your pointy elf ears, but your big elf anime eyes. My big brown anime eyes. So soft and dreamy. Yes. The portal in front of you shimmers once, then twice. Then is gone.
5: Uh,
0: Replaced by a cliff face of stone.
3: I, uh, I'm so happy to see everybody right now. and I'm, I'm so, so glad that you. you're not all ghosts. I don't like ghosts. But uh, I guess the temple is the only way out now. And just yeah. sort of like vaguely points to where the portal was. Oh. okay. Uh, so I guess we should uh, go that way.
0: Y'all are late. What? Ricky? You look left, right, and eventually you look down. And you see sitting on the first stone, staring up at you, is the black cat. Did I stutter? Fucking rude! Making a cat wait all day. Uh wanted to take the cotton I use.
1: I didn't Sorry. You know oh. we had a curfew? Oh no
0: curfew. Oh shh. Girl, curfew is like the least of your problems right now. You really gotta sort your priorities.
1: I can worry about a lot of things all at the same time. Does everybody know this cat but me? This was the cat from school. This was the cat that Cecil was following, right?
3: Oh. I never met the cat. Uh, hello,
4: what's your name? Hi.
0: That needs no information only, I'm afraid.
4: What? Can we call you something then?
0: Y'all find out my name soon enough if you can pass a test. Right.
4: Uh, is this like a maths?
0: Now, why don't you come along? Y'all can follow simple instructions, right? Or we'll follow a cat, can't ya? And the cat bounds across the stones. Okay,
4: Uh, we should follow him. We follow.
1: Yeah, Suri is definitely grabbing onto some people's hands, like whoever wants to hold her hand. Suri's reaching for hands.
4: Ollie takes Suri's hand. Hudson
3: leads the way. Cecil, do you want to hold hands?
4: Cecil
2: was sitting there watching you clutch for hands and just kind of hoping you'd grab Hudson's hand. <laughs> it's not a statement about how they feel about you. It is just a comfort
3: level. It's okay. That's Hudson fine. Went that's to fine. go
1: follow the cat. So yeah, he did
3: not notice the hand holding.
1: <laughs> it's fine. In that case, Suri will just cling to Ollie's hand.
0: Poor hormonal Ollie.
4: It's okay. This is fine.
0: You all follow the cat across the stones hopping from one to the other until you get to the temple. It sits in the center of the lake, not on an island, but just sort of floating on the surface. Tall white columns loom above you, a dome-shaped roof and edged in gold. And you walk up the front steps, and inside, you see... A platform at the center, a raised simple dais of white stone, and around it, almost in the positions of a clock, counting the hours, are statues. You recognize now the statues of the great heroes, of Varnum and his companions, At the head, directly in front of you, across the dais, stands Izadiah Varnum. Now, you've all seen portraits or images of Izadiah Varnum in your time, once or twice here and there. They're very common. But though you recognize this as him, this looks different. Most of the depictions of Izadiah Varnum depict him with a certain level of gravitas or dignity this variant has a shitty grin a longer nose and is winking to his right is Baldwin Hearthstone who is looking sidelong at Izadiah as if he's trying to resist smiling he's about as tall as Izadiah's shoulder which means he's about 5'8 or so and has a hood covering just the top of his head. To Varnum's left are two women embracing. Neither one of them is someone that you recognize, and that's pretty odd. They are at the same height, but where one has long straight hair and a cool, regal smile, the other has curly hair and is in the middle of laughing. One, the one with straight hair, is wearing a gown carved so that each fold looks real. And the other is dressed like a warrior with light armor, greaves, and a bow on her back. You go down one by one, and the others you recognize. You see Lisbeth Harkin, the half elf wizard that turned into a warlock. You see James Callum with. White dreadlocks, finger guns pointing towards the center of the room, making a winky face. You see Orianna Soretooth, <laughs> a fearsome dragonborn. In most depictions, terribly serious. But here, she has her head cast up high, mouth open with laughter, holding a clawed hand against her armored belly. You also see the twins. Hecate and Elias Lothmorin. Elias kneels on the ground, looking up at Izadiah, whereas Hecate stands beyond and turns her face towards the center platform, a hand raised out, a pensive look on her face. These statues are so realistic, it's almost as if they were captured in a moment. A 3D photograph, frozen in white stone.
3: You know when there are like statues like this? They actually look pretty nice. Like nice people.
1: Why would we have uh,
3: the founders?
4: I don't know. I suspect this has something to do, though, with uh, whatever happened to us at Varnum. I mean, that would make sense. Maybe it's another puzzle. Um. Ollie walks up and touches the statue of Varnum.
0: You touch the statue of Varnum, and Varnum's eyes light up white. Oh. One by one, each of the statue's eyes light up a different color. Izadiah's are white, Callum's are yellow, Oriana's are orange, Elias is red, Hecate is blue. Baldwin's eyes turn black, so on and so forth. As you touch that, the cat moves past the rest of the party and jumps in the middle of the dais and says, I think it's time to get this show on the road, isn't it? And each of the statue's eyes start to glow brighter and brighter and brighter. Uh Uh-oh. And when it fades, you're all standing on the dais at the center of the room, but you cannot see the others. We're alone, surrounded by the statues. They start to spin. The different shades of their eyes blur together in a tornado of color. Ollie. You stand at the center of the whirlwind. In it, you see four colors. Silver. Green. Red. And purple. And you hear a voice. I see... A plucky boy, then, chafing at the walls he was born in. How curious. Tell me, what is more important, freedom or saving others? There's no right answer. You must choose. Saving others. How interesting. Then tell me. What does a secret mean to you? Is it something to gather for knowledge? Or a way to gain power over others? Knowledge. Knowledge, then, for the sake of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And would you use that knowledge to expose those who harm others? Of course. Or would you rather have the ability to raise others against them with the truth?
4: That's like the same thing, right?
0: I'm afraid not. In one, you stand against the growing tide. In the other, you have allies stand with you. Which then do you choose? Allies. I see. How entertaining. You see that the colors still, and they are overtaken by silver. <laughs> <laughs> this, I suppose, figures, doesn't it? Underneath that straight little spine of steel of yours, lies a core of silver. May its gleam cut through the darkness and guide others to your life take my gift and the world goes silver bright sparkling like moonlight on dark water Cecil, you stand at the center of a whirlwind. From the spinning colors around you, four colors are stronger than the rest. Yellow, blue, red, and orange. You hear a voice shimmer out from the howling wind. Lonely child of the earth who cherishes life and the feel of sunlight on their back i ask you which is better to be flexible and flow like water or to be rigid in the face of adversity
2: cecil's still squinting and looking around because they weren't quite sure that everyone blinked out or just kind of got real blurry because uh, of the lack of glasses You mean, you mean me, right? There's
0: no there's one else around. around. Fair. Answer. Yes,
2: I, I've never really, I've never really been one for swimming myself. I I, I I, feel like probably if I were really being idealistic I would definitely be a lot stronger in the face of adversary, adver- adversity. I uh, probably the rock if that's what you mean because water above my head freaks me out.
0: I see. Then which is more powerful to expose those who hide in the darkness or to drown them where they hide or to place them on the bottom of a landslide?
2: Yeah, drowning sounds real scary, like I like I just kind of said, so I guess that would probably... <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this line of questioning, though.
0: That's not an answer.
2: I forgot exactly the question. Which
0: is more powerful then? to expose those who hide in the darkness or to drown them where they hide? Answer.
2: Uh, drowning where they hide.
0: Must Must there be be a balance balance to life and death? Death? Which Which is more more powerful, powerful? the will will to live live or the the finality of of death?
2: Well, I've seen some clerics do some things, so, hmm, I... This is a tough one, I suppose. I mean, ultimately, probably the second one. Uh, death, I guess.
0: You see the four colors in the whirlwind still. And they're overtaken by the growth of the orange one. And you hear a different voice from the whirlwind. Nature, Nature gives, gives and breathes life. life. But to stand the against the tide, you must, must have, have the strength, strength of the mountains behind your, your stance. Take, Take my, my gift. gift, and the world goes orange with the warmth of sunlight on your back. Hudson, you stand at the center of a whirlwind. Around you, colors swirl silver, deepest brown, fiery red, and orange. But as they turn around you, the silver disappears. You hear a voice from the darkness why do you value strength is it to help others or defend yourself
3: to help others
0: then do you agree that it's wrong for the powerful to do nothing to help the weak
3: absolutely
0: if you had to choose would you take the will of the mountain to stand and face the sky or to force the earth beneath it to raise you higher.
3: Well, that's hard. Answer. The first one.
0: Are you Are you I'm certain about that? that? You don't, don't sound sure. sure. You can't just be wishy-washy. You've got you to be sure on it. this.
3: I think I would rather be... Yeah, I would rather be strong than have someone else have to be strong for me.
0: Right, I, 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 I guess... Uh, This This is is not not supposed, this 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 is fairly fairly straightforward. (sighs) Okay, do you want to help Help the weak or quell the powerful? Help the weak. Well then, the same voice answers in the whirlwind.
1: Then it's my gift
0: you accept. I hope it guides you forward and also ...makes you less frustrating.
3: Oh, thanks! I didn't get you anything.
0: The whirlwind turns red. Xuracissa, you stand at the center of a whirlwind. In that you see darkness, a deep crimson, and an iridescence that shimmers around all. But then the crimson leaves. You hear a voice from the whirlwind. Do you wish to be free? Um...
1: Yes. It would be really nice if you'd let me and my friends go. Do you wish to
0: have the power to change? To untie yourself from the threads fate have bound you in? I mean...
1: Well, that's kind of... That's a really difficult question because, I mean, I guess it depends on what fate...
0: Yes. yes and which is more powerful to transform yourself within to become who you wish to be or to bear the secrets of the world from those that would use them to harm I mean
1: the person that I would wish to be wants to still help others. I mean, so I I guess the answer is both. But I think I I guess to transform within so I can. Then I
0: suppose you're one of mine then. This This is who you are hope that you embrace it. And with that, we form a contract. Take my gift. The iridescence takes over and shimmers through the whirlwind. And that brightness fades. In the next moment, the whirlwinds all around you, the colors, Fade away and you return to the temple. And that's where we'll end our session with player tears.
2: some fake fake contract more, shit though. more right that's what I wrote in my note was fake shit
3: <laughs> that sounded like some face shit
0: <laughs> This has been Fast Times at DD High I'm Persephone and you can find me at Persephoroth everywhere online.
4: I'm Caro and you can find me on all the things at Karamur
3: spelled with
0: a zero
1: I'm Nuance, and you can follow me at Shatteraven, that's R-A-V-Y-N, on Twitter, and Books and lunch on Twitch. Check out Dungeons and Dratini's My Pokemon Homebrew. I'm
2: Ren, and I'm being punished with ASMR by asking everyone to do a straight run-through of this. And I live on Twitter at Atomic Firebird. I'm also at Make underscore Believe underscore on Twitch, where I run Indie system one shots and do a weekly interview show.
3: Hi, I'm Elise. I'm several sentient audiences <laughs> and I'm not on the internet. Don't at me.
0: <laughs> you can also find all of us on Twitter at Fast Times DND. That's Fast Times D, the letter ND. If you want to support us, please visit us at Patreon.com Fast Times DND.
1: If you want to know more about the world, the players God, has or has mouth <laughs> 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 um, uh, If you want to know more about the world, the players or the characters, check us out at fasttimesdnd.com. That's again, fasttimes d the letter n d.com. Written transcripts of
4: our episodes are provided by Nuance Vivian. If you want to help us out, <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes, comments on Podbean, but only if they're
2: five stars. Um, Fast Times at D&D High is an <laughs> production. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved, I think. Our editor is Derek B. Perry, whoever that is. Our theme song was produced by that same Derek B. Perry guy, and Ashley Abbott? Our background music is courtesy of Kevin MacLeod and David Fesslian, and it's licensed under Creative Commons, and you can find individual track listings in our show notes. That's,
3: uh, that that's all the things, guys.
0: You're very sexy. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have you been a dirty, dirty boy? You know it. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. This is a I'm show done. about high schoolers. <laughs> We're not We're talking <laughs> about them right now. What's going on here? We're not talking about them right now, are we? I'm so right confused. We'll talk Tune in later. <laughs> Tune in next time to hear the story unfold. Ooh.
2: I'm really nervous.
0: Oh god, don't do that. That's creepy. <laughs> I didn't mean for oh, it to be Cecil. I didn't mean for
2: it to be creepy like that. I meant just I'm Cecil and I'm uncomfortable.
3: Come on, Oh my god, bye all oh, bye. Yeah.